everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyrus, and welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. we got a pretty good show tonight. I'll talk about Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I'll also talk about Dr. Britt Baker. Our main story this week, the latest WWE releases, is their loss, some other companies gain. Plus, I'll talk Seth Rollins, Charlotte Flair, plus this week in wrestling history, and a parting shot on John Cena's commercial for his show Wipeout on TBS. But first, as I mentioned in the preview this past uh, Tuesday, uh, I'm here to make a correction. The um, parting shot on diversity in AEW was cut out accidentally in the editing process. So I would like to start the show today by doing that parting shot on AEW's diversity. Now, it all began with Big Swole leaving AEW. She mentioned in a comment after she left AEW that the structure in AEW is a little off. Women should get more time on television and that their biggest issue is diversity. Feels no representation at the top and in the room with them. Tony Khan countered on uh, Twitter that the top two executives, me and Mega, are brown. And that uh, Jade uh, Bevin, Bo, uh, Bevins, uh, Caster, and Nyla Rose won on TV this month and felt that Swole was not good enough of a wrestler to keep under contract. That is Tony Khan's comment. My thought is this on the diversity issue. Yeah, they won also this month on wrestling, but you got to be a good enough wrestler to even get the fans' attention so you can move up in the card. Diversity, yes, it's an issue and affects us each and every day. I get that. I understand that. But my philosophy wrestling-wise is it takes more than diversity to be a professional wrestler. you got to have the skill. you got to be over with the fans. You gotta be um, productive within your company, and you gotta take advantage of any opportunity they give you. Look at uh, the acclaim; they just did a music video on Sting and Darby Allen, and they're moving up in the ranks, and they're right now the number one contenders to the AEW Tag Team Championships right now. I don't think it's kind of not a diversity issue; it's just trying to get yourself over. Big Swole did not get over as a wrestler as much. That's why she got released. Now, whether Big Swole wants to bring this diversity issue up, that's up to her. But in my opinion, it takes, excuse me, it takes a wrestler being over, having a good promo, having good skills in the ring, and getting the fans' attention. That is the secret to success in professional wrestling. So that is my viewpoint on the AEW diversity uh, issue. And that would have been my parting shot on last week's show. Thank you so very much for listening. Now let's get started with this episode, and we begin with Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar, excuse me. The power struggle to prove superiority. This is a match I'm still anticipating, and especially after their promo in Philadelphia. Ooh, it's going to get good. I mean, for Brock Lesnar to call Bobby Lashley a Brock Lesnar wannabe just pissed him off. I mean, Bobby Lashley wants to rip him a new you-know-what. And at the Royal Rumble, that's going to be one of the most anticipated power struggles 
for that world's heavyweight title. It's power versus power. Who is the most powerful? Who will be the most dominant? That is going to be worthy of a great main event at the Royal Rumble and quite possibly could be the main event at WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to that match most definitely at the Royal Rumble. Uh, the next topic was supposed to be RK Bro having problems with the Alpha Academy. But unfortunately, the Alpha Academy ended up beating them to win the Raw Tag Team titles this past Monday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And for and from the looks of things, it might be the end of RK Bro. Thank God. Now, this also means kind of a sorry state for the tag team division because who the Alpha Academy are going to face? Are they going to be over with the fans? I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, the Alpha Academy is going to have to prove a lot to me to prove that they are credible champions in this sorry state of the tag team division on Raw. As far as RK Bro goes, yeah, they may get a rematch or two, but in my opinion, it's finally over. The comedy show's got to end somehow, and Randy Orton should focus back on being a singles wrestler and let Riddle take his bro act back to NXT 2.0 and help MSK. Because quite frankly, we just proven that Riddle is too funny to be serious as a wrestler. So we'll see what happens with the Alpha Academy down the road in the Raw Tag Team Division. Moving on now to Dewdrop. Dewdrop is the new number one contender for Becky Lynch's Raw Women's title, and they'll meet one-on-one -on -one at the Royal Rumble. Do you smell the fix here, folks? You notice Becky during her promos, boy, she's real excited about facing Dewdrop, a fellow Welsh type of competitor, fellow English woman against a Ireland woman like Becky Lynch. It's going to be tremendous, yada, yada, yada. Well, when Dewdrop decides to go for herself and get into business for herself, Becky Lynch had the audacity to look shocked. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe she would do that. Do you smell a fix here, people? I got a funny feeling that there is a fix going on because – Becky Lynch does not want to face uh, Liv Morgan again. She certainly does not want to face Bianca Belair again. And, of course, Dewdrop complaining about, well, how come I can't get the title shot? You lost twice to Bianca Belair. What does that tell you? So I, got, I think there's a fix going on here. I smell something rotten out of all this between Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop. I guess we're going to have to see what happens in the coming weeks and at the Royal Rumble when these two meet for the Raw Women's title. And that will do it for Monday Night Raw. Um, let's go now to our main story this week. The WWE's latest releases. Is their loss some other company's gain? As we know, the WWE started their releasing this past week. The 2022 release list has already been started. Samoa Joe, this has been twice now he's been released. Twice in a, over a year. Really, WWE? Give me a break. What did Samoa Joe ever do behind, besides do a good job behind the scenes for NXT? What's the matter? You want a fresh new crop to come in there to NXT 2.0, which nobody watches besides myself? William Regal getting released. 
Really? You don't have nothing else for William Regal to do? I know he's being a class act on Twitter says that he has nothing bad to say about the WWE and all that stuff, and I appreciate that. But quite honestly, they could have found something for William Regal to do. Maybe help Raw. There's a there's a positive solution right there. Why don't he help Monday Night Raw? Uh, Road Dog Jesse James got released. Brian Armstrong got released. Or excuse me, Scott Armstrong got released. They were very good behind the scenes. Now, could they be other companies' game? Absolutely. They could be AEW's biggest game if they can hire at least one of those four men. Maybe William Regal behind the scenes at AEW. You'll see a much more crisper brand out of AEW. Lots more action than they already have. Or maybe Samoa Joe goes behind the scenes. He's a great talent scout. Or the road dog Jesse James behind the scenes. He's a pretty good producer. Look what he did for Raw. Look what he did for SmackDown. Same goes for Scott Arsenal. He's done basically everything in this business. So basically, yeah, those guys can be a, a substantial gain to everybody else. Not just AEW, the NWA, Impact Wrestling. You never know. But they, it will be somebody's game, and that's the WWE's loss. That's their loss, not anyone else's loss. That's the WWE's loss. And they're going to end up uh, biting them on the rear end down the road with their failure of NXT 2.0, which I do not watch nor care about at this time. And don't be too surprised if you see Braun Breaker and Raquel Gonzalez get called up to the big leagues by the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania for that matter. And that is my main story for this week. We'll take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk some AEW, including Dr. Britt Baker, Jurassic Express. And then we head to SmackDown and talk about Seth Rollins being a spoiler to the Tribal Chief. Who knows? We'll find out after this. Time out. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers here to tell you about my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash paulskyvers. You'll find all the classic episodes of the Nitro Corner, the Delaware Pro Wrestling Report, and, of course, my two current shows, From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. Go to youtube.com slash paulskyvers. Subscribe today. Don't miss it. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyers for Anchor.fm. Folks, it's simple. It's easy. You want a podcast? This is the place to go. What else more I could say? It streams on every streaming service like Spotify, Google, Yahoo, Apple, and more, Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's now talk some AEW, and let's start with Dr. Britt Baker. She finally beats Rio, excuse me, at the Battle of the Belts. So what is next for Dr. Britt Baker, DMD? Now she wants to get herself involved in mixed tag team action with Adam Cole, 
baby, against Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Okay, that'll be working for a short while. What I see from now is, what about Jay Cargill, the TBS champion? Big, strong, hot as hell on a roll right now in AEW. That's the match you're looking for in the near future. She could also face Ruby Soho in a return matches. And don't forget, there might be some friction still involved with Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I don't buy all this lovey-dovey crap. Something's happening. Something's up. And it's going to be interesting to see where that goes as well. So I see that's where Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is going in the near future. Moving on, let's talk about the Jurassic Express. They won the tag team titles uh, we could go on Dynamite, but that, can they excel as champions? Mm, well, time will tell about that. I mean, <coughs> excuse me there. They got Christian Cage as their advisor. That's good, a good start as champions. But they got a lot of good competition. The Acclaim, by the way, if you haven't catched their video on Rampage, very creative. You should watch that. Um Sting and Darby Allen could be next challengers. FTR, don't forget about them. They're the AAA Tag Team Champions as well. So I see a lot of healthy competition in the Tag Team Division. Jurassic Express hopefully will be able to step up to the plate, but I'm going to give it some time before I decide whether they can excel as champions. Give it a couple weeks, and I'll get back with you on that. And finally, let's talk about Chris Jericho. Has he lost his direction in his career? I mean, where's he going? I guess he's helping out uh, Sammy Guevara gets 2.0. He's got beef with Eddie Kingston. <coughs> Excuse me. It seems like he's part of the mid-card um, uh, conglomerate right now. And as the leader of the inner circle, where is the inner circle? They seem to be fractured to me. So I'm not really sure where Chris Jericho is going with this. Maybe he's more concerned about Fozzie in the next tour. Who knows? But he may be a little lost in his direction at this stage of his career. And that is my AEW report for this week. Let's move on now to SmackDown, everybody. Seth Rollins. Is he the spoiler to the reign of the Tribal Chief? Possibly. Could be. I mean, he's, he avoided the Usos last night in that face-to-face. And -face. seems like Roman Reigns wants to treat him as a joke, but yet Roman Reigns has not beaten Seth Rollins yet. Or I should say Seth freaking Rollins. Not once yet. And remember, who knows Roman better than Seth Rollins? That's going to be an interesting um, tale going into the Royal Rumble when they'll meet one-on-one -on -one for the Universal title. If I was Roman Reigns, I'd be real careful if I was you when it comes to Seth Rollins. He could play a major spoiler in the SmackDown uh, Universal title situation. Moving to, on now to Charlotte Flair. Is she running out of competition for her title? 
apparently she's had. I mean, Sasha Banks is out with a leg sprain for six to eight weeks. <coughs> Excuse me there. Uh, for six to eight weeks, Tony Storm's gone. Naomi's still in a trying to be a title contender, but we know something's going to happen with Sonya Deville. And, of course, Sonya's not going to give Naomi the time of day with an explanation of why she hates her. Who knows? That needs to stop. And so she decides to enter herself in the World Rumble. I'm going to choose who I pick to wrestle at WrestleMania. But yet you got laid out by Lita, who returned after 20 years, on SmackDown last night. She says she's got one more in her. We'll see what happens. But as far as the competition goes, yeah, she's run out of competitors to face for the women's title. Now she's out there looking like Princess Purdy with the skin-tight outfits that are from outer space or something. I don't know. But I guess that's what you get when you decide to go roughshod throughout the competition when you have nothing left. What do you got to prove as champion? So she's definitely run out of competitors for that championship. And finally, let's talk about Sami Zayn. Poor Sami Zayn. Is the embarrassment of the Knoxville elimination costing, will it cost him the Intercontinental title? Absolutely. Absolutely. You let a celebrity like Johnny Knoxville who has absolutely no business in professional wrestling, eliminates you by throwing you over the top rope onto the floor in front of a nationwide audience. And then you want to try to top him by doing insanity, by doing some sort of stuff of jumping over the ring while you're in a shopping cart. Oh, dear God. Really? I mean, the sheer embarrassment alone is not going to get you the Intercontinental title. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to get back the Intercontinental title. I'm going to get back my title. I was ripped off. You were embarrassed by Johnny Knoxville. He ain't a wrestler. We know that. <laughs> Excuse me. We know that. So what are you going to do? Really? You're got eliminated by John Knoxville. You're not going to win the Intercontinental title. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You're too worried about what Johnny Knoxville is going to do next. So basically, in my opinion, yep, that just cost you the Intercontinental Championship. Mm -mm -mm. And to reiterate, Johnny Knoxville is not a wrestler. He's a Hollywood celebrity. He has no business being in a wrestling ring. He's going to get hurt at the Royal Rumble. He is going to get hurt, folks. Trust me on that. Well, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, it will be this week in wrestling history, plus my party shot on John Cena's commercial for his show Wipeout on TBS. Stay tuned. More of Saturday evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Please go to my column, Sun, Sunday mornings with the Nitro at WordPress.com slash the Daily Chinlock. Every Sunday, a fresh new topic in the world of professional wrestling that gets you ready and going each and every week. Every Sunday morning, it's Sunday mornings with the Nitro. www.wordpress.com 
slash the daily chin lock. <clears throat> Hellinger Biopold and Nitro Scars for Anchor.fm. Like I said, it's free. It's easy. You could build your <clears throat> excuse me there. You could build your own podcast, and you can stream it on all streaming services: Spotify, Google, Apple, Yahoo, and more. Anchor.fm. Hello, good everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Welcome back to this edition of Sunday evenings, Saturday evenings with the Nitro. Thanks for joining us. Before we continue on, let me tell you about my YouTube channel: www.youtube.com/paulskyvers. This month on From the Mind of the Nitro, I'll talk about what would happen if the WWE was sold. What changes would be made in the WWE under new ownership? Then on Nitro Memories, we'll look back at April 1987, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament, and the fallout from WrestleMania 3. That's at www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. And this Sunday morning on Sunday Mornings with the Nitro at www.wordpress.com slash the Daily Chinlock, an unprecedented historical moment in the history of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Achievement Awards was just announced this past Wednesday. I'll tell you what it is and how one company just made unprecedented history that we will never see again this Sunday on the Sunday Mornings with the Nitro column at www.wordpress.com slash the daily chin lock. <clears throat> and now back to the show. It is time for this week in wrestling history. On January 15, 1972, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Crusher defeated Nick Bockwinkle. On January 14, 1983, in Houston, Texas, Kamala. The Uganda Giant won a $25,000 two-ring battle royal. On January 18, 1975, in Akron, Ohio, the madman for the Sudan, Abdullah the Butcher, defeated Tex McKenzie. And on Jan also on January 18, but in 1993, WCW World Heavyweight Champion Big Van Vader defeated the All-American Ron Simmons in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And that is this week in wrestling history. And now it's time for my parting shot for this week. Is it me or has anyone noticed John Cena's commercial for his show Wipeout on TBS being shown at the same time in the picture-to-picture -picture segment with AEW Dynamite? Could this be possibly, uh, could be just a coincidence or could this be a possible move? Could John Cena join AEW? You never know. You never know. John Cena has that itch to get back in the wrestling ring. Of course, he retired from the WWE. But think about it for a minute. John Cena coming to AEW. Mouths would drop. Vince would just go spasming out. Triple H will be shocked. Stephanie will be shocked. Everyone in the WWE Universe will be shocked. AEW fans, can you imagine them uh, chanting Cena sucks in an AEW ring? I mean, my God, the endless possibility of dream matches. John Cena versus Adam Cole. 
John Cena versus Kenny Omega. John Cena versus CM Punk in a revenge match 10 years in the making. CM, I mean, John Cena versus Brian Danielson. Ooh, that's interesting. Think about that. How about Sting versus John Cena? Is this a coincidence that his show, Wipeout, which I don't watch, is on the same time in the picture-in-picture segment with AEW? Think about that for a minute. John Cena in AEW. John Cena is all elite? Mm, Very interesting. Let that sink into your memory banks, folks. Think about that for a few moments. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that will do it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. I am Paul the Nitro Skyvers. We'll see you next Saturday evening on another edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. So long, everybody. Thank you.